0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football BS on the BS Podcast Network with your hosts Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from the newbies and the beginners to the most experienced players. This podcast is sponsored by Air Care Heating and Cooling, your number one heating and cooling professional provider serving San Jose, California and surrounding areas. This episode will be talking about our mock draft. Bryduck and the Snowman did a mock draft and we'll be discussing the results and the average draft positions where you can find your favorite players for your fantasy draft. So sit back and listen up to this great content that will help you dominate your league so you're the one holding the fantasy football trophy at the end of the season.
1: It's Bride Duck and Snowman, they come from San Homan, they drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program, it's fantasy football, uh, division rivals player, uh, Snowman's uh, a Bronco while Bride Duck's a Raider, yeah. but that just makes for better bullshitting, <laughs> two of the smartest football minds, so listen, a Raider in Fort Worth, the Bronco in the Bay. Bay, a mission to the top of the standings to stay.
0: What's up everyone, welcome back, we're doing a mock draft, finally. Finally, we've been talking this about this for weeks, Bryduck, and we finally get to go into our mock draft, show everyone what the hell we've been talking about, and show them how jacked up our rosters are. Uh, welcome to, back to Fantasy Football BS, everyone. I'm the snowman with my co-host, my Texas native and Las Vegas Raider rival, Bryduck. What's up, man? How you doing?
1: What up, man? Doing good, doing good. I just, uh, just came back from uh, the mailbox, actually. Got a shipment in. Um, got the bug lately i got a buddy uh dan who put me into this uh this facebook group page called bay breakers oh yeah and the dude's he's out there in the bay area um he or like raffles off full size like replica nfl helmets and like authentic helmets and stuff and it's super cool man like you can buy in these raffles for like 35 bucks and you can potentially win helmets that are like six hundred dollars in value so what's this so, new helmet you got then? I got a Marcus Allen Raiders helmet. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I'm shit. pretty I'm pretty stoked about that. Setting up the man cave finally. The wife gave me the go ahead so I can finally start setting up that uh-huh. stuff. Right. So I've been going a little crazy with these uh these helmets and and uh they also do like buy sell trade and people okay. like, sell sell stuff on there. So like if you're looking for something you can ask, like, hey, do you have this? and a bunch of people will like, you know, post what they have for sale and it's it's really cool, man what's the Uh,
0: facebook again
1: it's bay breakers on facebook so it's got like a picture of the golden yeah it's got like a picture of the golden gate bridge on there and uh it's it's super cool man i i I highly suggest it but um it is very addicting (laughs) (laughs) it is addicting man i mean you start looking at some of this memorabilia and you start getting hooked you're like i could put this over in this wall and hang a helmet over here and you start visioning it and next thing you know you're thousands of dollars in the hole and you're like yeah let's just forget this ever happened <laughs> <laughs> i
0: mean if, if you think about it your helmet i got a marcus allen signed usc
1: helmet oh there you go they,
0: they might look go. nice together right there
1: they would except for the fact that i'm a texas longhorns fan so, ah, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. last time they beat us <laughs> yep, Vince Young. That's one of the, that's one of the jerseys I've been searching for, man. So if anybody knows anyone who's got an orange Vince Young jersey, I'm looking for the orange, not the white. I got a white Colt McCoy, so I want the orange to go next to my Vince Young. I mean, uh, or neg- the orange next to my uh, my white Colt McCoy.
0: It's not like he lasted in the NFL for very long. I mean. Can't be too many Vince Young jerseys out there. Shots
1: fired! Shots fired! Oh, man. Come on. Rookie of the year. That guy. <laughs> he was Vince Stoppable or something like that. Yeah. In- invincible. But, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this episode. Looking forward to the mock. And, uh, you know, I, I think this is going to be a, a fun episode to kind of go over our strategies with everybody and, and positional rankings and kind of show people, you know, that we're not just uh, bullshitting and hopefully we can, you know, stick to our word and, and what we're out here preaching.
0: Absolutely. And I, I got so excited in the beginning, I forgot to say what beer I'm drinking this episode. I think everyone might have been listening and been like, wow, the snowman's oh. staying sober for this episode? <laughs> <laughs> surprise! Uh, surprise, everyone. I'm drinking a Hop Riot IPA from Highwater Brewing out here in Lodi, California. So a nice little okay. small brewery brewery I'm trying to give a shout out to. They got some really good beers. They just they're kind of newly open. They haven't been open very long. The wife and I, when we were looking at our wedding venues, we went up there and, and had a nice cheese board and good little spot for everyone to check out there in Lodi, California.
1: Nice, nice. I'll have to check that one out.
0: Absolutely. What about uh social media hits with that?
1: Yeah, so if you're on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, you can follow us at Fantasy Football BS, and on uh, Twitter, you can follow us at Fantasy F B B S. Uh, all podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google, ACAST, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can find us at Fantasy Football BS. Um, so make sure you go on there, give us a like, subscribe, share with all your uh, your friends and your leagues and and all of your uh, coworkers, colleagues, anybody that listens to podcasts and and plays fantasy football. Give them, give them our our link and let them know to give us a listen
0: before we jump right into this uh, this mock draft and our results over here always just give a nice shout out to our sound engineer I got this all right now everyone let's get let's get right into the action here uh, so we, we did a mock draft everyone uh, before before this we ended up going going to Yahoo. We actually it, it actually turned out quite nicely I, I was quite surprised with the people that were drafting well. with us I was almost kind of like man this this kind of looks like my draft that that I do with my buddies like there were some smart picks some reaches that we'll we'll discuss but nicely fallen we fell into Bry duck fell into number one and I fell into to number two so uh definitely Bry, what what are the strategies obviously uh, I, I think I know who you're gonna go with your 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 you're going to go with your number one pick if you're, if you're the first pick in your draft, but what are some strategies to remind people of what we want to do early on?
1: yeah so uh some strategies to remember is elite running backs are rare so you at least in a perfect world want to go back to back um with running backs uh, perfect world you can get three running backs in a row you know if the value's there and, and the players are there you, you take them you know three in a row um, stack the roster uh, early bench spots with running backs and wide receivers um, remember that's that's kind of how you're going to build out the majority of your roster um, and then elite tight ends and quarterbacks. You know, you could find some of those taken later in the, in the draft. Don't go reaching for quarterbacks in that first round. Um, some of those are some of your strategies to remember. Um, and then also keeping uh, your list of rankings next to you during the draft. Highly suggest that. Just so when players are taken, you can, you know, scratch them off your list physically and actually see them uh, on paper. I find that that helps a ton.
0: Yeah, a lot of, a lot of people, especially... Kind of newbies, right? They get a little flustered, right? They may walk real, away from their computer real quick, whatever. Not keep an eye on the draft, and then all of a sudden, not really know who they want to pick next or whatever options they could have as backups, and kind of get flustered and could make a mistake uh, picking some people. So.
1: Definitely. yeah and i got buddy i got buddies that you know when we when we get together for our draft parties you know we're there sometimes two three hours before we draft you know we're, we're drinking having a good time so uh last thing you want to do is uh next thing you know you've had one too many too many beers and you don't remember what your strategies were and who your best players available are and kind of you know where you want to go so having that stuff written down ahead of time is a good idea
0: absolutely Absolutely, and jumping jumping in to, to this first round over here. So, Bryduk, uh, hit us up with uh, who you ended up going with with your first pick and, and why.
1: So, first pick here, um, obviously, strategy is going to be, for me, running back. Um, and taking one of the best running backs available and getting that first pick is, is going to be easy for us, um, you know, for, for me especially, because we ranked Christian McCaffrey as our number one running back and as our number one uh, prospect this year. So obviously, having that first pick, it's an easy selection for me going Christian McCaffrey.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely easy. I think he's, I think most mock drafts that, that I've done, I've done six myself. And average draft position for, for Christian McCaffrey has been number one in every single draft.
1: Yeah, I have not seen him go past number one Yeah, uh, and, and a single mock draft I've done. Uh, as of recently, I've probably done about six or seven myself as well. And the last three I've done, actually starting yesterday, I don't know what's going on, but um, and I don't know if it's just a trend or if it's just something with mocks, and you're just seeing something different. But starting to see Zeke going second a lot, which is strange. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's going to get to maybe that. some of that value for for Zeke is starting to kind of rise, and and for Saquon kind of starting to fall. So that's an interesting play there.
0: Yeah, and kind of perfect segment. I went with Saquon, and again, it, it's the talent's obviously there, undeniably. He's extremely talented, but. I kind of struggled as well. I think it's it's the Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamar of last year. It's kind yep. of who you prefer. Exactly. That's
1: a great comparison right there.
0: You could flip a coin and and go, and I don't think you can go wrong with going either or. I just like Saquon because I know there's no one behind them, and I know they obviously use him a lot. Zeke's got a lot of volume could be taken away from him with some of the passing game and everything like that. And Paul, and and Pollard, Pollard.
1: you know, they, they really love that kid. He's, he's shown it, they, to be really pretty good. Like that kid, he's so. going to be
0: handcuffed, I think we'll talk about later on. And and rounding off the, the first round, we got Zeke going number three. We had uh, Kamara going number four. Thomas going number five. Derek Henry going number sixth. And i know this was a little surprise that uh we're, i've seen a lot in mock drafts here is uh clyde edwards hilaire going number seven
1: yeah so so since our running back episode you know a lot of people gave us shit right because we ranked him at running back 18 well guys we we did these rankings prior to williams saying that he was going to sit out the season for COVID 19. um so obviously with williams now sitting out that that does catapult him up the rankings does it catapult him up to the seventh overall? Pick? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, I think what I'm seeing here is a lot of overzealous people with that are jumping on that Chiefs hype bandwagon, Absolutely. and they're like, "I'm jumping on this high-powered offense, offensive train, and I'm going to see whatever I can get that will strike gold." but let's not forget here folks you've got to feed a lot of mouths over there you've got kelsey you've got tyreek hill you've got a variety of second and third string wide receivers out there that you know kind of mix in with with uh volume of of passes themselves you know and then now you mix in ceh clyde edwards hilaire um you know that's that's a lot of mouths to feed so absolutely that's that's one thing that you have to be aware of you know in both ways and you got to kind of play that fine line you don't want a guy that there's too many mouths to feed and you don't want a guy where he's the only mouth you know yeah Um, you kind of want to find that that good you know middle ground but yeah seeing him go seven and 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 I'm seeing that in every draft I don't know about you yeah uh, but it it seems like the overall consensus for for Clyde Edwards right now seems to be going first round now
0: no, absolutely. And I was a little surprised because the next one was Dalvin Cook. So I'm yeah. a little surprised that Dalvin Cook didn't go above Derrick Henry or Clyde proven edwards hilarious.
1: Proven, and he's a stud, does have a little bit of an injury issue. But, yeah, I'm shocked there as well. I think if I was picking seventh and I had the, the choice between those three running backs that go in these next three slots between Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Dalvin Cook, and Joe Mixon, or even throwing the 10th pick with Kenyon Drake, I'm going Dalvin Cook.
0: Absolutely. I completely agree. And that that kind of rounds out the the first round. And just kind of for you newbies and everyone for for seeing, we we have the average draft positions as well. And they seem to kind of fall along with that. Uh, Joe Mixon has dropped a couple times. His average has been 11, and Kenyon Drake's been 13. But for the most part, and in most drafts, excuse me, nine running backs have been taken in that first round with just one
1: wide receiver. So yeah, again, so, so you're seeing a lot of people kind of trending that way where over the years and years past, a lot of times you'd see, you know, kind of your top three to five wide receivers kind of going in that first round. And then, you know, five running backs go in that first round and then a sprinkle in of a, of a team who's a noob and drafts a quarterback in the first round. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with that kind of being your mix it's 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 interesting to see that now it's really evolving and people are really starting to take note that running backs are who you want to take in that first round.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely and and jumping into to the second round now. Again, because Bry, Bryduck and me we took uh 1 and 2. Now we drop down to to 9 and 10 uh and there was again Miles Sanders went number number 11. Uh DeAndre Hopkins our second wide receiver taken off the board, Tyreek Hill, Josh Jacobs which if Josh Jacobs would've fell to me at nine, I would have swooped him from you, brother. Right if he around. would have
1: fell to me at seven, I would have taken Josh Jacobs. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. So Devontae Adams, uh, again, going with back to our wide receiver's positions, uh, we saw a lot of people putting Devontae Adams as number two on their wide receiver's positions and and they kind of line up besides uh Julio not being up here, but uh, I agree. I don't think you swoop him before your 5th or 6th wide receiver taken.
1: Yeah, very very shocking to to see that you're going to be able to get a huge huge value. Um, here in the later round in the second round where if you're kind of in those snake drafts and snake drafts for for those of you guys that um, might be new to this is when you are that first and second pick like snow and i are we then drop to the ninth or tenth pick in the second round or in this case the 19th and 20th pick of the draft Um, so it's really nice to see there at the end of the second round that there's still a good uh value of running backs that are sitting there late in the second round
0: absolutely absolutely and right after Devonte at at 16 was was chubb then you had chris godwin travis kelsey at, at number 18 being the the first overall tight end so, how do you feel how
1: do you feel about you know tight ends going in the second round
0: I mean, I saw Kelsey going number five or six sometimes last year. So that's uh, crazy. I I I'm not looking again, I'm going back to back, which is why at nineteen I took Austin Eckier, which I'm yep. stoked. I was stoked about to get yeah. him at nineteen with yeah, Melvin I Gordon. I know you were. I know that's your <laughs> dude. And if if Melvin Gordon didn't come back, Austin would have been out there battling Christian McCaffrey with his average For number
1: one, yeah. So uh
0: to get to get that value and even in Aaron Jones, who finished the, the league last year at number two, to be able to get both of those at 19 and 20 were, were great value picks for both of us. And and I, I think something that you'll you'll hear us talk to us about is both of us just kind of let the draft fall to us. Uh, and and if, if you looked at all the average draft positions, and I was reviewing them after the results and adding in 2,100 drafts, bro. I, I took data from 2,100 mock drafts, and Austin Eckier and, and Aaron Jones. Uh, Austin Eckier was average draft hit pick was 17. Aaron Jones was was right at 20. So we didn't really reach for any of our picks.
1: Yeah, and good value and good value for you there. If, uh, you know, you've got an ADP of 17. You get him at 19. You know, you're you're definitely getting him where you you should be.
0: And another five running backs taken in the second round. So that's 14 total running backs taken out of 20 picks. Take notes, everyone. Definitely Always.
1: seeing people noticing that you got to go running backs first two rounds. Yes. That's yes. what you're seeing. You're seeing a lot of people are realizing that if you want to win your leagues, you got to get those running backs early.
0: So I think the surprise after after the second one that some people may not uh, some people may have noticed some people not is no Julio Jones. Julio Jones is still available going into the into the third into round. Into the third
1: round. But yeah. Which yeah.
0: in in years past he's top three
1: player off the board.
0: And we we had him as our wide receiver wide receiver number two. So uh, jumping into that third round, uh, tell us tell us who you went with, Braduck.
1: So here in the third round I'm going to I'm going to give you guys a, a bunch of shockers here. So I know I've been harping on the running back, running back, running back train. Yeah. Um, but here I went running back, running back tight end. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so so I I was I was debating here cuz there so there's four players that if they are to drop to me here early in the third round I. That's the only time I'm going to actually think about changing up my strategy of running back, running back, running back, and possibly going running back, running back, either tight end or quarterback. And that's okay. Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. If those four players, if any one of those four players fall to me at 21, 22, 23, I've got to really think about that yeah. because now you're talking, you've got two stud running backs because you went back-to-back stud running backs. Now you can go and get a player like a Lamar Jackson or a Pat Mahomes to pair with two really good running backs. That's a good strategy. That's yeah. the strategy I followed last year um, and it took me to the championship and I won I won the championship. So yeah. that's a strategy that I used last year and it worked. Now that said, I still prefer going running back, running back, running back. The reason why I didn't here, and for for those of you guys who are wondering, I went George Kittle at tight end. The reason why I went George Kittle and not another uh, not another running back is because the the next best running backs on the board were Melvin Gordon and Chris Carson, who had ADPs of. 28 for chris carson and 35 for melvin gordon and i'm picking at 21 yeah so if i'm taking a player like that i'm I'm potentially taking a running back 14 slots too early yeah now i'm telling you guys go running back running back running back but if you know you can get that player in the next round why are you going to take them this round you can go get a a value of a higher player that should have gone probably the round before. So knowing that George Kittle's going in that second round range and this being the start of the third round, I I was like, okay, that's great value. And I can still get my target of running back in my next pick because I know that that one of those running backs is still going to be there for my next pick. So that's how I played this out in my head. And that's why I went this route. Another route I could have gone was with the person who you selected, which was... And I went with
0: Patrick Mahomes. So... I went running back, running back, Pat Mahomes here for the same reason that you did. It's just that all the running backs in this slot, and uh, for those of you, like, we've done we've done multiple mock drafts at different positions, so if you guys have any questions about our other mocks to see how the boards f- fell to us, please don't hesitate, because, again, if I would to pick someone at this point, uh, even even Melvin Gordon as a Broncos fan, I, I, d- I don't see it. I don't see him as being that... 15th running back off the board that's just too soon for me to be able to pick someone like that that's going to have to share with a philip Lindsay. and i Sammy- kind
1: of and not, not to not to interrupt you but i kind of also see that what is is kind of happening is if you're one of the first three picks so one two and three you kind of have a Uh, an option there in the third round but if you're the fourth pick or later that's when you definitely go running back running back running back
0: yeah if you're that mid if you're fourth fifth or sixth and and what we've seen in mock drafts here go running back running back running back if you sit in those middle positions because you're going to either way you're going to have really good value with all three of those picks and then you could pick a tight end or a quarterback in later rounds even though again like i just i couldn't pass on patrick mahomes he's all world right now uh, coming off just a hell of a season, so I just could not pass on going him. And uh, Chris Carson would have been the other the other one, but again, he's coming from a loaded back backfield as well. And uh, why don't you list off th- just kind of the the rest here?
1: Yeah. So the the end of the third round, the way that this kind of rounded out was, you had Julio Jones going that third pick in the third round. So you have Julio Jones, who's our who who is our second ranked wide receiver going after people like Godwin Adams Hill, Hopkins it, that's that's crazy yeah. um, you know I I understand that this is a mock draft and a lot of people like to kind of play around with ideas so you can't take this to the bank and say that this is exactly how most most things would play out but it was shocking because we didn't have anybody auto drafting these are live people who are actually drafting so these were decisions made by by actual people so, um, and then you had Mike Evans going next. Then you had Melvin Gordon. Um, so Melvin Gordon going, you know, there at that that 25th overall spot with an ADP of 35. So about 10 slots a little early there, in my opinion, there uh, with that selection. Then you had Adam Thielen, who was one of our buyer bewares going. Um, then you had Chris Carson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Lamar Jackson, and Amari Cooper to round out the uh, the third round there.
0: And so just kind of recapping that third round, uh, five wide receivers taken, so that's nine in, in the last two rounds. So you're you're starting to kind of see a, a shift going into, into the wide receivers uh, as well as Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Neither one of them in 2,100 mock drafts has made it out of the third round. So if you have that hard set that you want one of them, you better pick them in the third because they're not going in the fourth. Same thing with a Kelsey and a Kittle. Uh, Kelsey and Kittle have not fallen out of the third round. So again, if you're in love with them, Mr. Foose over here, if you're in love with Kittle so much, you gotta get him before, otherwise he's gonna, f- you're gonna lose out on
1: him. I already know he's gonna grade my mock an A plus at this point. I know. I know. Taking taking so, yeah, I guess. There. <laughs>
0: he's, he's already gonna talk shit about me not picking Jimmy G as the number
1: one quarterback. <laughs> Idiot. Idiot. Uh, fourth, fourth round, we've got uh, you know starting off uh, with Kyler Murray. So this is kind of wow. this is where you're seeing it is you saw Mahomes go, then you saw you saw Lamar Jackson go. So now this kid or, or you know individual whoever it was um, that's drafting decided that they wanted to go Kyler Murray. So you're wow. now you're starting to kind of see a little bit of a, of a run here on quarterbacks early. In, in my opinion, very early, about three rounds too early.
0: Yeah, since his average draft position is sixty-six. Yeah. So I mean, to pick <laughs> to Kyler, thirty-first
1: Murray... overall.
0: <laughs> Kyler Murray, had, I I don't see how that ended up being a, a third QB. Again, that just might have been someone that read into Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson going, and that's who that person wanted. And but there they... is so
1: much Kyler Murray hype right now, man. Yeah. I, I was I I just saw an article today that said Kyler Murray is this year's Lamar Jackson um, and, and listed off the reasons why, I mean, who, who knows? He had a great rookie year. Don't get me wrong, but that sophomore that sophomore season's no nothing. To, nothing to joke about. I mean, it's a it's a real thing. That sophomore slump is a real thing. Absolutely, um, absolutely. So, especially with COVID, I'd be interested to see you know how the season plays out.
0: Exactly, and I, I was a little surprised with the next one as well with uh, Jonathan Taylor. I know you're really yep. high up on him, but you Super. still had. You still had a lot of running backs a lot of good proven running backs that aren't going in with virtual that have barely been able to to see and be able to participate and get the reps that you need to be able to to do it so uh he went uh the the 32nd pick in the the second pick in the fourth round todd gurley a uh, nice nice little value pick here uh he went 33rd and his average adp or his adp has been 24 so uh, that was a nice value pick for that for that person. David Johnson uh, went next. Allen Robinson and Odo Beckham Jr. here, there, so all all three of those kind of fell right in within their average uh, draft position. There you got Leonard Fournette going thirty-seven. Average draft position has been thirty-three. Uh, James Conner thirty-eighth. Average draft position twenty-seventh. And then uh, I went with my my first wide receiver here and. And went with a Cooper Cup uh, at at
1: 39. That's I think that's a good selection. Um, that's right around right around his ADP, so that's good value there. Um, definitely not overreaching, and you know, like we've noted in the past, with Brandon Cooks on his way out, I think Cooper Cup is poised to have a very big season. You know, he, he was having a, a tremendous year last year, then kind of tapered off there at the end. Um, I anticipate that he will continue to you know make strides and and he will continue to grow within that offense
0: yeah yeah and again I'm I'm sitting at doing two running backs quarterback wide receiver I have an eye on a on a running back later on in the draft uh, that we'll we'll speak about later but Bryduck who did you go with with your fourth
1: pick Yeah, so fourth pick, I went Mark Ingram. Back to your three-headed monster. For anybody taking notes, that is my three-headed monster from last year. Uh, So I had Christian McCaffrey, I had Aaron Jones, and I had Mark Ingram. And I just got all three of them on my mock draft squad. Obviously, these are guys that, you know, Mark Ingram finished uh, RB9 last year. We have him ranked as our RB12 going into this year. Um, His ADP is 46. Here I am drafting him at 40. You know, I have the next pick in the fifth round because it's a snake draft, so I get back-to-back picks. Um, so I could have flipped him and made him a fifth-round pick and and made it look that much better. But who cares? You know, either way, I'm picking these two players because these are my targets. Exactly. Um, so I went exactly. with Mark Ingram. And that is why I went with George Kittle there in the third round, because I knew Mark Ingram with an ADP of 46 would still be on the board when I go picking at 40. Yeah. Um, so it's just good value for me there in, in both rounds for, for me to do what I what I decided to do. And then in the fifth round, because um, that was the last pick in the fourth round, then I went with Keenan Allen. So this is this is our other buyer beware. This is another guy that we have listed as our buyer beware. Just too much damn talent. To be going yeah. 41st overall. Yeah. I mean, the guy finished last year, wide receiver eight. I know we have him ranked wide receiver 25. A lot of that is in part because Phillip Rivers moved on, and yeah. we don't know what to expect with Tyron Taylor. Exactly. Um, with no preseason, with no sample size of any visual of, you know, what they're going to look like together. I, I don't know how to grade players like that. It's, it's yeah. tough. So we have to put a lot of that into account with these rankings. But just going based solely off of game tape from last year and, you know, this guy being probably one of the best, if not the best wide receiver in the AFC West. Um, yeah. We've been watching him for years. I have a tremendous amount of respect for Keenan Allen. And, um, you know, at least when I watch the the Chargers put up 500 yards of offense on the Raiders next year, I could watch <laughs> Keenan Allen doing it. <laughs> silver lining, brother, silver lining. Perfect,
0: perfect. And and then I went with uh, Raheem Mosert uh, with – San Francisco. So I, I got my three other mock drafts I've been able to get him as my as my, one of my bench running backs around flex. my so he becomes my flex in this point right here and and again we we spoke back and if you uh listen to the previous episodes we spoke about how stoked we would be if we got a, a guy like a Raheem M- Mozart as a flex option. That's a really good flex option uh to to have. This was a this was a reach. I know my the Niner fans we have are going to say, what, he's a reach? that He should have gone higher. He actually has been falling a little bit, a tad bit, being an average draft position of 52. I got him at 42. But I knew I needed to get another running back, and I knew he wasn't going to fall to me. And out of DeAndre Swift, uh, a David Montgomery, as being other running backs that were available going next, uh, I would much rather go with a Raheem Mostert, being that the Niners love to run the ball. So uh, it might have been a little bit of, of a reach, but again, in that first and second or nine and ten, with the w- way the snake drafts hit, you're you're gonna be getting those guys a little bit early if you really want them, and I, I wanted them. So, uh, yeah. but he's been around. We we ranked him at RB twenty five. Based upon average draft positions, he's been falling around the RB 22 to RB 24. So that's kind of what everyone else is looking at him at. So if you want him to get Niner fans, just know that he's been going in that fifth round pretty pretty good.
1: Yeah, and, and one thing I want to note for a lot of people out there is just because we have a player ranked somewhere doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be where you're going to be able to find them. Because of the simple fact that not a lot of people do their own homework like we're, like you guys are doing listening to this podcast. You know, not your average Joe does this. This is a little bit extra, right? So what you're going to see is a lot of people will look at how Yahoo or an ESPN or an NFL ranks a player and they will literally draft people based off of, oh, best player available, I'm going to select that player. Yeah. Even though they really shouldn't be going that high or that low. Yeah. Um, you know, some of these rankings are... Are just preposterous, if you ask me. Oh, I see absolutely. some of... I see some of these rankings, and I mean, we'll get to some of these guys that I get like in the 13th, 14th round that I'm just like, how how is this person still sitting here? And yeah. it's because Yahoo has them ranked as the 122nd best player. And it's like, yeah, but they're a running back one. Why is he going in the, the 14th round, 13th round? So, you know, I digress, but still, it's, it's a very interesting thing to look at when you're drafting is you can't necessarily go based off of our rankings because a lot of times you'll see players go in way too early or, or much later than they probably should.
0: Yeah, and that's why I always print out and and I highlight the the ones I want just because again, they're not going to show up on those Yahoo or ESPN rankings or CBS Sports whatever you use that could be that that late, but I I rank them personally higher and I like them, so I might pick them a little bit higher. We we also saw uh, another uh kind of kind of getting some tight ends in this round here.
1: Yep, so you're starting to see Zacherts uh, Zach Ertz come off the board here in the fifth round. You've got Mark Andrews coming off the board there right after. Um so you are starting to start starting to see, you know, after that third round, now tight ends are starting to pick back up here in the fifth round. Yeah. So this is where you have to look at your board and start wondering, okay, where am I going to be able to draft some of these guys?
0: Yeah, and, and you'll see you'll see more of that as well. And and another rookie running back taken. DeAndre yep. Swift being the third rookie taken in, in the first five rounds. In the first five rounds, so interesting. Yeah, it it is definitely very interesting, and uh, I don't know how how I feel about that. Uh, there, there's I think some people that could have been up a little bit higher, but uh, another another run on on wide receivers here in in this draft, or excuse me, in this round, we had six wide receivers taken in the fifth round with DJ Moore coming after Swift. Tyler Lockett, which I love the guy. I I think he's a he's a great character and a great player on that. And Russell Wilson likes him. Uh, Cortland Sutton uh, as well as AJ Brown. So a huge run on wide receivers in the fifth round, everyone. So if again, if you want someone, you might need to pick him a little bit earlier because around that fifth round, they're going to start running right there. And if you're sitting the the tenth or one of those picks. You could lose out on on someone that you have a little bit ranked higher, so take note uh, into that going into the the sixth round. This is going to be an interesting. Uh, we got we got David Montgomery. I I had him last year, and I, I think I would have put him above DeAndre Swift just because again he's he's been in the NFL second year into that offense. You have Tariq Cohen there uh, as well, but he takes all the PPR and uh, receptions. But Jared Cook. And he's been the 11th tight end taken in most mock drafts. We have him at tight end number six, so his average draft position has been 113. So, way reach, way reach. Uh, again, I don't. I we talked about it. We said we wouldn't pick him before the ninth round. That ended up picking him in the sixth round. Who knows? Could have been a New Orleans fan. So. Um, yeah, I'm, but, I'm
1: high on Jared Cook, but I'm not that high on Jared. Cook. N- not a sixth round, <laughs>
0: not a sixth round, not as my as my my guy there. But um, Robert Woods, and then we have another another run, not a, another run, excuse me, but two QBs taken. Yep, Dak Prescott, and, and Russell Scott Wilson,
1: and Russell Wilson. Yeah, so uh, I think you know we have them ranked as QB four and QB two respectively. I would have taken Russell over Dak, but I I think with all of the weapons that Dak has going into this year, you certainly can't knock that selection.
0: Have you seen Russell Wilson? The dude is massive.
1: Like he, he stacked on some some muscle.
0: Yeah, he stacked on some muscle. They've they've been showing him uh lately in in camp and he's just been stacking on a shit ton of muscle. I mean, he's he's bigger than what he what he was last year. I think they said he t- he tacked on 10 more pounds.
1: It's that quarantine 15, yeah, exactly. It's that, <laughs>
0: it's that new baby weight he's just uh, put on with that new kid they got over there, <laughs> yeah. and uh, a Darren Waller man, yeah.
1: So I was pissed. Yeah.
0: I can't I was, believe it, man. I was
1: pissed, man. That was my that was gonna be my pick uh, there later in the in the draft because his ADP has him going a little bit later. And I was thinking, man, if I can get a George Kittle and then get a Waller and say like the eighth, ninth round, man, my tight ends would be stacked. Oh yeah. Uh, but but this guy knew what he was doing. He he took took him, you know, there at uh, fifty seven overall with his ADP being sixty. So he got him right where he needed to.
0: And uh, Le'Veon Bell going number 58 his ADP is 32
1: yeah I think people are scared man I think people are scared of not only just what he did last year on the field but just I I said it in an episode past his attitude just seems like he doesn't give a shit anymore um I don't know if it's just me or if it's just that Jets culture that that has kind of come to be out there in New York now as of recent um but it seems like everybody just wants out of there yeah, uh, it just sounds like a hellhole uh, playing for the Jets, and it's like everybody chases the money. They go there, and as soon as they get there, they immediately regret it and they want out.
0: Surprised that it was thirty-two. I, I think a lot of those could have been auto drafters as well, because everyone that I've been in, he's been he's been available in that later fifth round, early sixth round type of type of person. But what a flex to and, grab, yeah, and bench. That's... And that's a
1: great you know that's a great person to have as a flex bench player you know that might catch you know a second wind in his career and you never know he might he might take off and finally pick it up this season
0: yeah no absolutely absolutely and then then I come in at, at number 59 here I end up going with calvin Ridley as my as my wide receiver too so uh, I, I'm happy with that pick as as well cooper cup calvin Ridley uh, to, to pair with my um Saquon Barkley, uh, my Austin Eckler and Raheem Mozart and, and, and Patrick Mahone. So I'm I'm liking how my team is is shaping up here. Uh I'm building th- off a good roster. There you go. And and who did you grab uh, to end your sixth round? So to
1: end the uh, sixth round, I went with Stephon Diggs. Um, I think Stephon Diggs is going to, you know, have, have a pretty good season this year. I think that he's definitely positioned to be that wide receiver one in Buffalo. Um, Josh Allen's got a huge arm, and, you know, Diggs is Diggs is a playmaker. Yeah. You know, he, he kind of had a, a little bit of a, a diva, you know, Diva-ish background there in Minnesota. Let's hope he can kind of keep that under wraps and get to work and you know start putting up a lot of production.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and and great value right there as well. He was ADP at sixty-one. You got him at sixty, uh, so you could have definitely easily got him at at sixty-one with your with your seventh pick. And uh, Calvin Ridley average draft position has been uh, forty-two. Uh, so let's uh, let's let's take a break here and let's just pause for a second and and listen to our sponsors here and then we'll we'll round off the draft for you.
1: AirCare Heating and Cooling is your number one heating and cooling professional provider serving San Jose and the surrounding communities. The summer season is upon us and AirCare Heating and Cooling is here to make sure that your cooling system is in tip-top shape for those hot summer days. Call now to have maintenance performed to ensure that your air conditioner will outlast the upcoming summer season. Call 408- 809-7350 to book your maintenance appointment now or visit us at aircareheatandcool.com to book an appointment online. Air Care Heating and Cooling, where we care for your air.
0: All right. Thank you, Air Care Heating and Cooling. Uh, so we broke down those six rounds pretty, pretty intensely for you guys. Uh, we're going to go a little bit faster here to, to round off just because, again, these later rounds uh, they, they go a little bit quicker, and again, rankings kind of get a little skewed and everything like that, or whatever. But Bryduck, who did you go with the 61st pick, which is the to be in the seventh round?
1: Yeah, so the seventh round, I think that this is an absolute steal, and I selected Cam Akers. Good pick. Uh, Love him. Who is going to be my fourth running back. Yeah. So I am now going to have Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, uh Mark Ingram and Cam Akers. So Cam Akers and Mark Ingram, they now become expendable trade bait to me. Yeah. And this is where I this is where I kind of allude to a lot of that go with a lot of running backs because if they're all on your team, that's just trade bait. Nobody else in the league has anything. So they're willing to give up value and a lot of times higher value because there is nothing else out there yeah so if you take all the running backs and all the wide receivers early guess what nobody else has them on their rosters and they come crawling to you and offering you just ridiculous trades that you're like hell yes thank you and everybody exactly. else in the league's like that's trade that's you know you can't do that that's not even fair and it's like hey man this guy needs them. What, yeah. what, what do you want me to do you exactly
0: know? and and cam makers a sleeper and and it goes right into my next pick here with Kareem Hunt, who is my fourth person and, and on my fourth running back on my roster and on my bench. So two really good running backs again. Kareem Hunt could be a huge handcuff this year. Nick Chubb goes down, which, by the way, he was in concussion protocol starting today. So definitely Kareem Hunt definitely uh, could be a huge handcuff. Uh, what are some, some other ones? Uh, so we, we saw... Yeah, so you see
1: your fifth quarterback taken off the board there with uh, Deshaun Watson, um, first rookie wide receiver taken, and CeeDee Lamb going off the board. Huge reach, huge. Uh, And then, obviously, our our selections in Kareem Hunt and Cam Akers uh, taken. Probably, you know, we're hoping for high upside sleepers, and in your case, Kareem Hunt being probably the number one handcuff in the NFL.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And just a, a Devin Singletary... Uh, had had fallen in this round as well so another running back that you could see doing quite well in, in Buffalo and uh, again C.D. Lamb average draft position is 100 and picked 64th kind of a kind of a huge reach there uh, jumping right into the the eighth round we we saw kind of a, a, a rookie almost a rookie mistake here.
1: In the 8th round? Yeah. Yeah, so in the 8th round you've got uh, th- this this team, what was their name, Crapness or something like that? I do uh, know Crapness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's a that was a good name you gave him because he went with San Francisco's defense first pick 8th round. Um, so this is the first defense off the board. No need to draft defenses this early. If you listen to our episodes past, you know, in, in, in our humble opinion don't draft a, a kicker or a defense until your last two picks of your draft ever 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 but yeah here going in the eighth round first first overall you have a san francisco defense going before people like jk dobbins michael gallup marquise brown uh, then you have another defense going off the board, which yeah. is, like, what what is going on? This, this guy saw what the other guy did, and he's like, oh, I guess it's time for defenses. Um, like we've said in the past, don't build out your roster when you're drafting based off of, like... Oh, this slot is open. I need to fill it. You know, yeah. like that's not how you draft. It's it don't don't work that way. You know, fill out your positions, fill out your bench, then come back and fill in your defense and your kicker at the very end. Yeah. Um, so and a Drew
0: Brees went in this round, which yeah, good value in the eighth Tyler round. So Boyd. Yeah, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd,
1: crazy. I
0: I ended up going with T Y uh with the 79th overall and his average draft position is 56 if he can so, stay healthy amazing value and and he's on my bench right there TY Hilton has has my bench wide receiver could be huge tremendous value same thing with the Brandon Cooks that you got my bro
1: Yep. So I went with uh, Brandon Cooks with that 80th overall pick, 74 ADP, um, great value. One of our sleepers that we've noted in in past as somebody to keep an eye on. Um, You know, he takes the place of uh, of a DeAndre Hopkins. So he's got some big shoes to feel, some big shoes to fill. Um, But you know, we've we've seen him be able to do it. If he can stay healthy and stay on the field, I mean, he has huge upside in this offense
0: absolutely absolutely
1: huge upside and then uh moving into this ninth round you're gonna see bryduck's first flub Um, i know i can't wait so (laughs) so i'm gonna break this down for you guys here so in these in these Yahoo mock drafts, man, they give you like twenty five seconds or thirty seconds or something. So what I always what I always do is after I take my last picks, I'll usually go in and I'll queue a bunch of people that I'm like, oh, I want to get these guys later, and I don't want to forget about them. Yeah. Uh, especially because some of these guys you got to go searching for, like yeah. you actually have to type in their names. They're that, that far down the list for some reason. So you're like, you f- sometimes forget about some of these players. So I'll go and queue up a bunch of players. Well, that's what I did here. And I ended up selecting Josh Allen in the ninth round first overall way too early. Um before abo- Wentz, above above people Wentz. I ranked ahead of him. <laughs> but here's 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 the deal. I had him I had him marked and I was like, okay, I'm gonna take him in a few rounds. And I started running out of time, so I just hit on my cue thing and it auto drafted my first guy cued. So because I ran out of time. So it, you know whatever it's a rookie mistake you run out of time but that's why we tell you guys and it's a good a good lesson for for the listeners is even i can make a mistake and run out of time exactly. so that's why we say be prepared know who you're selecting where you're selecting them which rounds because um, here in this case you know 30 seconds was just not fast enough for my fat fingers on my phone to figure <laughs> out to, uh, what player i wanted to take and i just ran out of time so but it actually worked out for me because i have stefan diggs so another strategy that I don't think we've really covered a lot is having that quarterback to wide receiver or quarterback to tight end connection. That's that's been a double points.
0: Yeah, that's been a huge thing that a lot of people have have done over the last couple of years. And I think it's for for things like DraftKings, right?
1: Like yeah, for people... things like DraftKings, like daily fantasy sports, you always want to pair them up with uh, 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 another player, like your quarterback with a wide receiver or a tight end, so you get double points. So if you throw a touchdown to that said player, you get not only the passing points but you get the receiving points as well. So it's a good strategy for a lot of a, a lot of people, and a lot so of people
0: it... have taken that from DraftKings and they've brought that into their fantasy and. I, I can just see Foos now just fucking swooping <laughs> Jimmy G and Kiddo and be like, I told you. I told
1: you. <laughs> Idiot. So going
0: into uh, to my next pick, uh, I didn't I didn't fumble it over here like Brad Duck did. Uh, I went with a Jarvis Landry. I, I'm value. a huge fan of this pick right here. Uh, been able to get him in the ninth round a couple different times. He was the 14th best wide receiver last year uh, and definitely just has really good value. So... Um, and, and
1: and possibly you know could strike lightning in a bottle twice and beat out obj yeah you know this year I, too absolutely um, you know in my opinion i i honestly feel like mayfield and landry have just a better rapport together yeah i um, i agree I just feel like that connection, it just seems symbiotic where the connection with OBJ seems very forced. Like, oh, my offensive coordinator and my coach is saying I have to get OBJ. I have to feed him the ball. I have to throw it his way. Otherwise, he's going to sit on the sidelines and cry and kick, you know, kicking nets. So um, I I just feel like Landry's, I, I feel like he's the better wide receiver out there in Cleveland. Not athletically, but just. In the situation he's in, I feel like he he shines a lot more.
0: And a, another mistake we, we saw a kicker drafted in here, and it oh happens gosh. in it happens in every every league, right? You get one person that picks up a defense. And someone freaks out and they pick up a defense, or someone and, picks up a kicker. And it's the guy,
1: and... it, it's the guy who took a defense in the last round. So that's exactly yeah. what this person's doing. They're building yeah. out their roster based on, okay, this this slot is open, I need to fill this slot exactly. Uh, and, and, and this is mistakes that we all made as rookies. Trust me, the the very first year I ever played fantasy football was not pretty. Believe me, I think I came in like almost dead last place, if not dead last. So you know, just. Take, take notes and, and remember, do not draft kickers in defense this early.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And, and jumping into that 10th round, uh, a surprise that I saw uh, and that I've seen quite a bit, which is kind of crazy, is a lot of people are high on Rob Gronkowski. Hasn't really played since 2017, and he's been the sixth tight end off the board. 10th round, but still just uh, a lot of talent up ab- above him. Uh, and Tom Brady goes here, uh, another guy that, and Wentz, both both those quarterbacks went, and you had him
1: higher than Allen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I did, I did. Um, but, you know, here, uh, I, I also think with Gronk, going back to Gronk, I think something that a lot of people aren't realizing is there is a lot of tight ends in that offense. you yeah. got Breit. And you've still got Howard out. A a, a report came out today, actually, that Gronk could very well finish the season as the third tight end in snaps on that team. Exactly. You know, the the idea is is Howard's going to get the bulk majority of snaps with a mix of Bray. And you're going to bring in a Gronk probably down there in the red zone. Um, They're going to try to conserve his body as much as they can and not, you know, rush him back into being a every down player. Um, So to value Gronk that high to me is just asinine. I don't I don't see it. Um, Agreed. Being removed from the NFL as much weight as he dropped, being not NFL fit and ready and just anticipating what he's going into i think people's expectations are five years six years ago gronk not today's reality gronk
0: yeah no uh, definitely agreed definitely agreed and and going in uh aj aj green was picked in this uh, i ended up going hayden Hurst with with the 99th pick his value has been adp of 80 we've we've spoke about hayden quite a bit so i we don't need to speak about him too much i, I was stoked to get him in the 10th round, and he's been going anywhere between the 9th and 10th round, which, again, we, we've talked about that being the 7th to the 9th is a really good round for you to, to start targeting tight ends. Who was is, who is your, your next pick
1: right after me here? So I went with Aaron Rodgers here um, to try to correct my flub of uh, of josh allen uh, no no and and, and and you know we we rank Rodgers, we ranked Rodgers at qb7 we ranked josh allen at qb13 so clearly i messed that one up um but uh that said getting aaron Rodgers at the 100th overall pick insane is just insane value just, I mean, just
0: shows you that you can get a quarterback again you can get a quarterback late i went exactly quarterback early but like and you mahomes.
1: literally do not need to touch a quarterback this is the 10th round and i'm getting a player like aaron Rodgers in the 10th round yeah like that's crazy don't touch quarterbacks uh, i mean this is these are mocks and like i said if lamar jackson or pat mahomes is sitting there in the third and your eyes are dead set on him and they fall in your lap you know pick them i i I would not knock you for that but outside of those two quarterbacks don't touch another quarterback till the 10th round yeah uh there's really no reason to yeah um so, just just tremendous value. And then my next pick, first pick in the 11th round, I went Emmanuel Sanders. Um, m- you and a I a both sleeper. have been huge on Emmanuel Sanders being a sleeper this year. Yeah. Um, ADP, You're going to see a
0: lot of sleepers in these next couple rounds.
1: Yeah, ADP of a 97, getting him here at 101. So, so great value there.
0: And uh, going right into, into mine, another really good value that I was able to get here is uh, James White. Uh, got him 102 and he's 71st ADP, so that that rounds me up as uh, me having a, a fifth running back there. Um, yeah, and
1: some ele- some 11th round notes, uh, a couple sleepers taken: Sanders, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, um, Big, Big Ben, ben. Yeah. being another one Another we've, one. we've been kind of noting that you know just two years ago the man threw for over 5,000 yards, so you know don't don't count him out. And you're getting him going here in the twelfth round. I mean, yeah. just just crazy, crazy, crazy value with some of these these older quarterbacks late in the draft.
0: And going uh, going into the twelfth round, uh, Jonah, Jonah Smith, uh, a sleeper of, of mine, has been the nineteenth tight end taken in most drafts. So in the twelfth round. So that's a that's something that a lot of people can can start to to take note. In the twelfth round, I went with Cam Newton as my backup. Uh, some some may think that's kind of a risk there, but with my starter being Mahomes, I kind of took a shot at, at Cam Newton being able to possibly use him as trade bait uh, as someone may need a better quarterback. And then, of course, I got pissed with your next pick, and yeah, who did so- you get?
1: So, so, and just to kind of set a little bit here with these picks, this is the like Snow just said. This is where you're going to start looking for your sleepers. These are guys that if you hit lightning in a bottle, awesome. If you don't, you cut them and you pick some up, someone up off the waiver wire in a few weeks. Uh, yeah. these aren't these aren't guys that you're going to be sitting there like, oh my god, I really hope they pan out. These are guys that you're like hey if they if they hit awesome if not i'll cut them and i'll pick someone else up off the waiver wire yeah um so my next pick with the 120th pick uh adrian peterson
0: great pick crazy i I I mean you've
1: got you've got darius geis who just got released um for domestic violence and you've got Adrian Peterson now as the sole running back RB1 yeah. for the Washington football team. And he just went in the 120th overall pick. So, yeah. great great value so you, there.
0: You're able to get an RB1 in a system in that, in that 12th. In so. the 12th round. Yeah. So yeah. And, and, and
1: every single mock draft I have done thus far... I have gotten Adrian Peterson in that round every single mock draft I've done. Yeah. yeah. Nobody is looking at Adrian Peterson. Nobody. Except me so. who
0: I wanted to get in my thirteenth pick, but he slipped <laughs> so his ass. So
1: then my, my first pick of the thirteenth round, I went Henry Ruggs. This is my sleeper pick. Um I think Henry Ruggs is the wide receiver one for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh yep. you know, day one, he is wide receiver one. So this kid's got some big shoes to fill. They've been talking a lot about him. I feel like he's going to bring a uh, tremendous amount of value going there in the 13th round. And like I said, if he hits, awesome. If he doesn't, I cut him, I pick someone up off the waiver wire the next week. And it, it's no, no skin off my teeth.
0: Exactly, exactly, which is kind of why I went with uh, Keyshawn Vaughn as well, who is another sleeper of of Brydux over here and and someone that's been a a sleeper in in my mind as well, and a lot of other people have ranked him as a sleeper and the same thing. Uh, If if he doesn't do anything, can cut him, pick someone else up. It's not any skin off my back as well, so... That, that kind of rounded off the, the 13th, 14th, and 15th, everyone. We're not going to go into. Kickers uh, and defense. Kick, kickers and defense. So, That's kickers where you draft your kickers and
1: defense. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I will touch on my my kicker. Uh, that was a good my, pick. My sleeper kicker, and uh, I, I think a lot of people should be really thinking about this guy, is Matt Gay, Matt Gay for Tampa Bay. They're going to be putting up a lot of points out there in Tampa Bay this year, and he's going to be doing a lot of kicking. That's, so, that's who I got my eye on as well. That's he, my I'm I and Matt Gay. So yeah. if you're if you're looking for a kicker to really eye, um that that's the guy that I think is is poised to be kicking quite a bit.
0: And crazy thing is that out of 2,100 mock drafts that I pulled stats from everyone, he was not taken in one.
1: Yeah. So, so you can pick him up on, like literally. You don't even have to draft him.
0: Yeah, and he ranked <laughs> kicker three yeah, last year. So, so it's not like he's coming it. out of fucking nowhere. So yeah. Um, but going into just kind of a a, a a nice mock draft over review over here, what are your thoughts about both of our mock rosters here? Yeah, so I think
1: we both kind of stuck to our to our guns, right? We, we've stuck to our strategies here. Um, a couple variances where we went a little bit off key, but that's like we said, in that if you do get the first, second, or third pick of your draft, you're... I call those luxury picks yeah. because you're going to have the luxury of when the third round comes around of kind of your choice of how you want to f- build out that roster. Um, but, but definitely something that we are noticing is running backs are going early uh, at 14 going in those first two rounds. So keep your eyes on that and make sure that you're going after those running backs in those first two rounds.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And just kind of guys that to, to, I know a lot of people want to just kind of know about and to, to keep an eye out I'll do the QBs real quick uh, Mahomes has our QB1 uh, has been 25th or who is 25th on our top 200 average draft position has been the 22nd pick so uh, that's that's very very earliest of the third round and he's been the QB1 in all 21 2100 drafts uh, Lamar jackson who we have as our qb3 has been anywhere between the 24th to the 30th so that's uh that's your mid 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 third round uh and he's also been a uh, unanimous a uh, qb2 here so uh it's some running backs to, to keep an eye on bryduck who do we have
1: clyde edwards lair um, we have him ranked as our RB18 pre Williams COVID 19 opt out uh, decision. Um, now we're starting to see him with an ADP of 7 to 10. So you're seeing him going in that first round. You're seeing a lot of people who are valuing Clyde Edwards Hilaire very high.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Me personally, if it came around to me in the first round and Clyde Edwards Hilaire was on the board, I'm not taking him in the first round nope. just based off of the simple fact that this is a rookie and pump the brakes people. Um, there's always that one guy every year that gets way overhyped um not saying that he is overhyped because pre him going first round we were we were talking this kid up because he does have that kind of talent absolutely. But- he's a rookie and I think that some people need to remember that and you know with no off season, and with the NFL being as long as a season as it is it's different than college it's different on your body and not being able to condition yourself for what they're about to get themselves into a full grueling season of 18 plus weeks in some cases you know it's 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 nothing to balk at so so something to keep an eye on there and then Raheem Mostert um, RRB 25 uh, we see him going ADP forty second to forty nine, so you're looking in that fifth round range um, if you're looking for a Raheem Mostert. Yeah, and there you wide go. Receiver, re, wide receivers, who are a couple guys we want to keep our eyes on. Julio Jones, which it,
0: which is kind of crazy. Again, uh, we have him as our wide receiver two, seventh on our on our top two hundred. He's been anywhere between. This is a tough one because he's been anywhere between the ninth, which is that that first round to the 23rd such so, a huge variance such a huge variance so again, i think what we... you're
1: seeing there is you're seeing kind of some fantasy players who are like okay he's starting to age he's gotta digress right yeah like he's gotta digress sooner or later exactly but the guy is just mr consistent so yeah i think that's why you kind of see that that spread because that's a huge spread it's a huge spread Huge Nine spread. to twenty-three. I mean, you're talking first round or third round. Like that's that's crazy.
0: And that's that's exactly you don't see why that we, anybody else. And, and exactly excuse me, exactly why we wanted to point that out to our listeners here is if you're a Julio Jones fan, I I love Julio Jones. And again, you could see him going from anywhere between that ninth to the twenty-third. So just keep an eye out on that. Uh, another one is uh, Chris Godwin. Uh, he's he's got that ADP of seventeenth. To 26th so somewhere between that late second to that mid third rounder is where chris godwin is going as well someone who finished at wide receiver two last year so uh just a couple wide receivers to keep an eye on who are the the tight ends that to, to keep an eye on for these listeners
1: yeah, so tight ends, we got three uh, key names to keep an eye out for. So Travis Kelsey, who we have ranked as our, our tight end one. Um, we're seeing him go ADP thirteen to 18th. So you're looking second round. He is the tight end one consensus overall pick. Sorry, uh, Foos. Sorry, Foos. <laughs> and, every, and everybody else that listens that's a Niners fan. Um, but if you want him, that's where you're going to have to take him. Kind of yeah. in that early second round range. Uh, And then you've got George Kittle as the R tight end to ADP 16 to 21, uh, which is your set second round to early third round is where you're seeing George Kittle fall. And then Darren Waller who we have ranked as, as tight end three, 30th on our top 200, uh, ADP of 54th to 74th. So kind of a huge variance here as well, a huge spread, um, going anywhere from that sixth to eighth round range. Yeah. So if you're high on Darren Waller, you might want to look at him as early as the sixth round. If you're kind of like, uh, if he falls on my lap, I'll be stoked about it. You might see him, hit him there in the seventh, eighth round and be able to scoop him up
0: exactly and these guys are just from from listeners and from people asking questions these are a lot of people that uh, are very popular in our debates with the Travis Kelsey over George Kittle and uh, Raiders fans. That are some friends that want to know about Darren Waller. So we just kind of wanted to give you guys a heads up of of where these pe- people are falling uh, in case the popular names that you're seeing here. If you want these guys, these are these are where you want to be able to find them at because this is where they're they're going. But again, you can draft QBs and tight ends late. Uh, we will post post our mock drafts up for you guys following this episode if you guys some of you that are like bryduck and myself here if you're so obsessed with wanting to see the whole entire thing we have that snapshot for you as well so we could send you the whole entire mock draft so you could analyze it yourself to see everything but bryduck uh that was a that was a good one that was a lot of good information and, and a I fun love mock drafts, man. I yeah. love mock drafts. I'm, I'm um, gonna
1: go do one right now. I literally, I'm gonna get. We're we're gonna shut <laughs> up. I'm gonna go lay on the couch and and do a mock draft. Literally, because uh, I just found out that I'm the third pick in one of my in one of my leagues. So I've been doing a lot of uh, uh, of drafts with that third selection, kind of seeing how my roster is gonna shape out. So uh, exactly, a lot, lot of fun, lot real good episode. Um, hope everybody enjoyed it, and uh, just just some closing remarks for the listeners. Um, again, thank thank you all for for listening and continuing to share this with your friends and family. We we do have uh, a contest that is still going on, so uh, you still have time to go on, tag three people, have them follow us on social media, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify. Um, make sure they share it on their page as well. Let us know that they've completed it. We'll enter your names into a into a drawing for a, a free fantasy football BS T-shirt. So kind of cool. Uh, we're gonna be handing those out to uh, uh, five uh, lucky winners. And then social media, IG and YouTube. You can find us at fantasy football BS on Twitter. You can find us at fantasy FBBS. Again, if you're listening to us on uh, on uh, podcasts, you can find us on any major podcast platform, Spotify iTunes, Google Podcast, Podbean, wherever you listen to your podcast, you will find us at Fantasy Football BS. Um, next episode is going to be dropping September tenth, the day before the first game. Uh, we're going to be breaking down that Thursday night football game, uh, letting people know kind of what roster uh, changes they might want to make last minute and uh, any any additions or anything that they might want to add on to their team prior to that game.
0: That's uh, going to be our uh, our first segment of
1: studs and duds for the year, bro. I can't wait, man. So. Yeah. so so these first, uh, what are we on? Uh, episode 11. So, you know, these first 11 episodes is is a lot of content, a lot of recap. Now we get to get get into the fun stuff in the season, get to tell people what to do week to week, and it's going to be, I, I mean, I'm, I'm so looking forward to this season kicking oh, off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a I, lot of fun.
0: I can't wait to hear all your
1: fucking duds during the week. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in our league, you're going to be like, oh, you got a lot of duds. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, and, and if uh, if you want our top 200 like Snow said, uh, just reach out to us. we'll We'll be able to send over that top 200 list to you guys uh, prior to your drafts if you kind of want to see how we uh, individually ranked t- our top 200 NFL players.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, high water Brewing for for giving me a nice beer for this episode.
1: Yeah, it was a good one and uh, again thanks to all the listeners and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace out. Pull me a drink plus three for my dudes. Sheets to the wind, year three, no excuse. I go peace mode in the 408. Southside's where I'm from, haters stay away.